care for all Your bros can suck my balls Fuck your reply guys Please don't fuck your reply guys Just listen to reply guys Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys uh, I'm Kate Willett as you know um, And I'm really excited this week That we get to be joined by Somebody that I really like is my friend, but I'm also a fan of, uh, Caitlin Cook. Hello. Uh, and she's going to be talking about, uh, she's going to be telling us about, I should say, um, her one person musical. You hear about one person plays, but I don't know if you've heard about a one person musical yet. Uh, <laughs> the Soho, Play- Soho Playhouse in September called The Writing on the Stall. And I've seen most of it and it's really good. So, yes. Well, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, it's um, it's my off-Broadway debut. Um, I've worked with this theater before. I directed um, A.J. Holmes's one-man musical, so uh, uh, not a rarity in my life. Um, I directed his show, Yeah, But Not Right Now There. I produced Gabe Mollica's show, which was is great and is still kind of doing pop-up shows around New York called uh, Solo. And now I'm doing my own run, um, and I'm prepping for it in September. And it's a lot. <laughs> one thing I've wondered about with like, you know, various one person shows that are comedy um, is just like what the process is like, because to me, like a lot of the process was just writing stand up, like, you know, you go on stage for 10 minutes a lot of the time and tell some jokes and get the feedback. But obviously, if you're writing something that's like an hour and 90 minutes, you, you can't just probably run it all the time. Uh, or maybe you can. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to do that. In fact, like one of the impetuses for running, for doing this off-Broadway run is I I had the opportunity to sort of fall into my lap to film this show. And I thought, great, excited to film it. But like, where do I run it enough times that I feel like I'm ready to film it? Yeah. Um, and luckily, I just happen to live in New York and and um, have access to this wonderful theater Um where like Fleabag and the net were um, back in the day. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I think when, I think some people probably have had a whole idea fall into their lap, but I think most people who've worked on solo shows or, you know, longer length hours um, start with one little idea. Um, and I think when standups do it, it might be like, oh, I've been talking around these various topics and I'm going to fill an hour with a lot of really great jokes. Um, but for me, sort of the show started as like, I I studied art history in undergrad and I got really obsessed with bathroom graffiti. Um, I was really tired of like how pretentious art historians can be and the whole museum world and like just t- the way that they talked about art. And I was like, I don't know, this funny thing that someone wrote in a bathroom wall. Why isn't this art? And then I I saw this one piece of bathroom graffiti that said... Since writing on toilet walls is neither for financial gain nor critical acclaim, it is the purest form of art. Discuss. And it, it made me laugh so much. I was like, I love this like essay prompt. This is so up my alley. And I took a picture and I um, basically have been photographing bathroom graffiti uh, ever since for like a, a decade. And about, I don't know, maybe five years ago, I took some of my favorite pieces of bathroom graffiti and I turned them into lyrics. And then I, I performed, I started to perform that song at stand-up shows with the lyrics, uh, the pictures of the bathroom graffiti projected behind me as I sang what was written on the wall. Um, 
And man, the response I got, I was just like, oh, I'm tapping into something here. Like everybody's seen something written on a wall. Everyone's thought like, oh, who wrote that? Like, what was, what was their story? Why'd they, why'd they write that that day? And, um, and I realized that I had like, oh my God, so many more photos of bathroom graffiti than the ones that had made it into this song. Um, so I was like, I think maybe I can write a whole musical of this. And I wrote a song that's like uh, men's versus women's stalls versus unisex stalls. Uh, I wrote a song that's like people responding to each other called conversations with strangers. I wrote a song that's all like the sad, poetic, beautiful <laughs> things that people write. And um, and this show sort of started to take form. But yeah, when I'm when I'm touring uh, it or trying out bits, I can, especially at stand up shows, like I can do one song, maybe, you know, I can try out little moments, but it's hard to string together an hour, I think, especially at the beginning when you're just trying to see what works in the whole flow of everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, is it like is it scary to go out and like perform like a, a whole show like when you haven't necessarily had to had the chance to to run it well I guess you you had rehearsals right like what do you do like invited just rehearsals for friends and family like I don't know it seems like I it's I'm just struck that there's like an element of like real like creative risk involved in something like this that is impressive to me yeah for sure I mean I think what's great about like the Edinburgh Fringe is it gives you an opportunity to kind of run a show every hour, sorry, every day for an hour uh, for a whole month. Um, and you get a bunch of different kinds of audiences in and it's grueling and you go kind of crazy, but like that's an opportunity to kind of see what works in a longer context. Um, but even with this show, I'm a little, like I really believe in all of the, the, the themes of the show and the script of the show, but it is still like when, when the show opens, I will have run it in rehearsals with like my director and producer and a couple people sitting in, but I won't really get a sense of like how this particular version of it flows for a big audience until night one, which is exciting and terrifying and wonderful. Yeah, that's really exciting. I can't wait to see it. So what in the process of working on this show has been sort of the most surprising thing to you um that's a good question i think what has been surprising a little bit is how um how to learn how to prioritize like why i'm doing the show in the first place and how lost that goal can get like okay. i think as someone that's directed a lot of solo shows and uh, been a like creative consultant for a lot of comedy specials and like produced a lot of things. Like I know I have a, an organizational brain for like how to shape something and how to market something. And I'm a designer. So I do a lot of artwork and comedy posters and album covers and stuff. And that stuff comes more easily to me because it's less vulnerable. Like, you know, it's less vulnerable to see someone show and be like, oh, this is the artwork and this is where you can nip and tuck that bit here. And these are the people you can talk to. And this is how you get this out to this audience. And in doing this show where it's my show and I'm the one on stage, I find myself like getting lost in the like conversations with my producers and the marketing and 
um, and all of that because I think I'm avoiding the like the really scary part, which is the performing and the being the only person up there and um, trying to make that the best possible experience. And every day I just have to remind myself, like, why am I doing this again? Oh, right. Because I like really believe in this show and it feels really me and it's going to be scary. And that's OK to put that up there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so in, in terms of like, you know, the, the themes of the show, what would you say? Or, you know, just like some of the big sort of like emotional cores of, of what you feel like uh, um, thing that you made. Yeah. Great question. Um, so it's like, it's definitely twofold. Like I, it's, it's um, set in a dive bar bathroom. There's literally a toilet on stage. There's yeah. just running throughout. And I treat the audience like we're women bonding in a bathroom. Although, you know, men and, and and anyone who identifies as anything is welcome to come to my show. But I treat the audience, I try and um, bring the audience into that feeling that I think women a lot have when you're like uh, complimenting each other's outfits or someone is crying about a boyfriend or everyone's gossiping in a bathroom or whatever. So that's kind of the the vibe and sort of throughout the course of the show, you start to wonder why this character that's like a version of myself that I play on stage is, is hiding in the bathroom for so long. Like, why is she in there showing us all of this graffiti? Um, and eventually there's a, a, you know, kind of classic moment of pathos in the show uh, that I talk about sort of my story interwoven with all of these pieces of, of graffiti that are like, what is that person's story? Why did they write that thing that day? Um, and so in general, the themes that I'm kind of exploring are about like human connection between strangers, which I think is so important nowadays, especially like politically in this world, I think we feel like really, really divided and it's hard to be vulnerable with people. And there's something about being anonymous in a bathroom where you just kind of can be like, hey, this is this is who I am. I scrawled something on the wall. I said this thing. I'll never see this person again. So kind of themes about like intimacy, vulnerability, connection between strangers. Um, and then also like, you know, I I'm just coming from my own perspective. So, you know, I'm a Jewish atheist. I'm pansexual. I um, am very liberal. Um, and the show definitely has a lot of themes of like, I don't know, feminist like very much women supporting women. Um, and there's a lot of like the song that's like comparing men and women's bathroom graffiti it has a like, even right, even right now, every single day I get a bunch of comments on my Instagram because I posted a clip from that song and it hit, I think this morning it hit like 5.6 million. And so I'm like getting all of these, like every single day I wake up to comments of people just like debating, like why men draw certain things in bathrooms and why women need to write certain things and, um, and why in gender neutral stalls, like, you know, it's just, a, it's a very funny discourse of, about gender and the ways that we feel comfortable in uh, different spaces with uh, genders that we connect with and, and genders that we don't necessarily. Um, and um, yeah, I think, at the end of the day, I'm hoping that audiences walk away feeling like, I don't know if they necessarily need to walk away feeling like they know me better as a person, but more like that they could connect with anybody and have like a moment of vulnerability with any stranger and not feel like they have to like put up a wall. That's beautiful. Okay. On a totally different note, uh, what's like, the weirdest bathroom graffiti that you've seen? 
(laughs) I feel like I've seen such weird stuff. I mean, it's, it's such a funny form of art and I do consider it art, but I don't think a lot of people that are making it do. So, I mean, I also have a song that's like all of the terrible, awful things that people write, but I think it, it's such a funny range between like, I saw one recently that was like, more people should be named Louisa. And I was like, great. Okay. <laughs> like what is up with that person? Why the name Louisa? Is that their name? Did they fall in love with someone with Louisa? Like, I want to know more. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll see like really horrible derogatory misogynist stuff. Um, sometimes I'll see a lot of like political things. Um, I saw one a while ago that was like, when you ever, if you ever feel small, just remember that a single one of your pubic or uh, yeah, of your pubic hairs can shut down an entire restaurant. And I was like, great. (laughs) So funny. Is that really true? Would they shut down an entire restaurant if there was a pube? I don't think so, but, um, I thought it was a cute dirty way of empowering people <laughs> yeah yeah one of my favorite ones that's in the first graffiti song i ever wrote was um plant your own garden and decorate your own soul instead of waiting for someone to bring you flowers which i thought was so pretty and then underneath it someone wrote fuck off people should bring you flowers Bye. and i love that both of those can be true <laughs> yeah that's so funny i love that that's really great so tell us about like the the details of your show like how to see it where to get tickets all that stuff yeah so um it's at the soho playhouse in new york um and it is running september 6th through the 23rd um, monday through saturday um you can get tickets on my website which is the caitlincook.com or the soho playhouse website um and, um, yeah, I would love for people to come. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really fun time. I have like, uh, a little backdrop, um, as people are entering into the theater, that's like a graffiti wall that people can write things on and take pictures in front of and like participate in the show. Um, and then also if you're not in New York, I'm going to be touring it in the Midwest and the West coast in the fall, later in the fall. And then I'm going to be filming it in Wilmington, North Carolina in early December. That's so, so. exciting. Are you really yeah. stoked? I'm stoked and, and scared and excited. Yeah. I feel like, um, sometimes I feel like, man, it would just be so much easier if I was just a pure standup and I didn't have to lug my instrument around and deal with all the tech of the graffiti behind me. And now I'm like traveling with a prop toilet. (laughs) Like, what am I doing with my life? Oh my God. (laughs) You have to like, you have to carry a toilet in your car. Yeah. I mean, I just picked up like a real toilet from Buy Nothing that I'm going to use for this show because I'm finally like doing the show in the same space, which is what I did for Edinburgh. But like when I was first touring it around like London and the US, like I had this whole like I had a toilet seat and then I had a chair and then I had a thing that went around the chair. It was such such a bitch to lug around and so silly. And I, you know, it's so funny, like the more things that you bring into your show the more you're like what am i doing is this a good idea why am i lugging a toilet around london yeah Yeah, i I think (laughs) the title of this episode is gonna have to be carrying a prop toilet yes (laughs) yes i approve (laughs) 
So any ideas for what you want to work on next after this? I know that's like the worst question. I'm just curious if there's like- no, I love that question because I'm someone that always has a million plates spinning in the air. And if I am too, like, I'm finding myself a little too focused on this show, which it deserves focus. But I find if I have only one project, I like, I'll strangle it. I need, a, I need a couple things to like, give me some reprieve. So I have an album that I'm working on called songs I wrote for other people's weddings. Um, and it's an album full of songs I literally wrote for my friend's weddings. Um, and also interspersed are my own uh, sad breakup songs and, you know, stuff that I've gone through in my own personal, uh, love life. And so I'm working on that. Um, and then also like, I, run a lot of I think I emailed you about this Kate I run a lot of um like sound healing ceremonies yeah and I'm very excited to get back and into that work and deeper into that work because it's really uh special and a very different space from the the performing space yeah that's I I would love to hear about your sound healing ceremonies I don't you can tell us about the sound part on the show probably. yeah know. yeah it's it's very cool it's a different way of connecting to music than I have had in the past um I, we use a lot of uh interesting instruments that I've only just started to work with like um hand pans and flutes and chimes and um it's just a space where people can um put down their phones and be in a space with usually a bunch of what feels like strangers at the beginning. And by the end feels like family. And, um, it's also, uh, ceremonies that are sound, uh, silence and songs. So there's no conversation. So for, you know, like five to six hours, you're not talking, you're just listening. Um, and, uh, and you're going through your own journey, but in a collective way, which is really powerful. I mean, just to, yeah, I think these days we're so bombarded with screens and noise and social media and conversation and chatter that it just can be really nice to put everything down, go on your own journey, but in a collective. And then afterwards we eat a lot of really great food and have a sharing circle and talk about everything that we were going through. And, um, and put all the pieces together of like, Hey, that person was like, well, I wonder what they were crying about in this circle. I wonder why this person was maniacally laughing over here. Like what, what everyone's journeys were. Um, and, uh, and it's a really wonderful, uh, communal experience. That sounds awesome. I hope I get to participate someday. Yes, I love that. (laughs) Definitely we'll get to see the show. So maybe I'll get to do the other stuff. I hope to, but this has been fantastic. Where can people find you online if they want to get, you know, follow you and get more details of your show. Um, so my handle is the Caitlin cook everywhere. Um, it's spelled C A I T L I N, um, the Irish way, not the, uh, stripper way, which I once said to someone on a date. And then they said, so not like my sister, which was fun. It was a good date that I didn't get a second one. (laughs) Well, I can't wait. And, um, yes, please listeners go see your show. I have seen, I saw an early iteration of it. Um, it wasn't even that early. It was like, you'd been working on it for a while, but I'm I'm really excited to see where it's at now. Cause I know you've been really working on it for like, you know, just drafts and iterations and development. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll see you there. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Caitlin. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Reply, guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find us. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Mohanad Al-Sheikhi. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song is performed by Emily Fremgen and written by Emily with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's, and I am at Mohanad Al-Sheikhi. And Twitter is where you can find our reply guys. They are always with us. Bernie, take us out. As I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land.